Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful businesswomen who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm super excited to be chatting with you guys again and just talking to you guys and having another episode of the live. I've been on a roll lately, knock on wood, like literally knocking on wood right now. Haven't missed like an upload or anything. This episode is going up a little bit later, three hours later than usual. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. But yeah, I'm excited for this episode of I Said for the Podcast. I'm still in that groove. And yeah, I mean, I'm having fun. I'm loving it. Um, And it's, so it's back to school season, basically. Like on YouTube, there's so many back to school videos. There's back to school shopping. There's moving vlogs to school, all those things. And I'm like, not like, I don't think it's processed through my head yet that I'm not going back to school. Like, I don't think it's really going to hit me until my friends are back in school. And I'm like, not. Um, Which at the same time, like, I don't. Like, I, do, I never liked school. Like, I never was, like, the one that was, like, oh, my God, like, love school. Like, I'm going to miss it so much. Like, I was not like that. I think it's just going to be weird and, like, just different and, like, hit a little when I'm not going back and all my friends are. So that's what we're dealing with. Um, I'll let you guys know how I'm feeling when school actually starts for my friends and how that goes. Today, we're going to do another mantra of the day, and it is 20 years from now, you're going to wish you had more fun. So have more fun. I feel like we always are living in the future or living in the past and we never live in the present and or maybe that's just something I deal with a lot Um, but I have such a hard time living in the present moment and appreciating everything in the present moment. I'm always thinking about the future, what I'm going to do next week, what I'm going to do next month, um, what next year has for me. Like I'm never just like sitting in like the day that I'm at and just reflecting and just enjoying the time that I'm having like I'm never like that so that's why this mantra is really important because 20 years from now we will wish that we had more fun like in 20 years I'm going to be 44 years old um oops that's that's wow um that's a lot to take in and handle and stuff but yeah when I'm 44 I'm gonna be like damn like when I was 24 I wish I was doing this and having more fun with my life I'm living in the future living and living in the present moment. So yeah, 20 years from now, you're going to wish you had more fun. So have more fun. That's the mantra of today's episode. But today we have a guest on the podcast. We have Diana on the podcast. Diana is the owner of a branding and consultancy firm called Deeply Rooted Studio. And basically they're building out of the ordinary brands for female industry leaders. We spoke all about what it's like being a young woman in the business world. We spoke about how she moved to Bali. We spoke about how she works with clients remotely. We spoke about why it's important to have a consistent branding and why branding is important. And we also spoke about how to create a sustainable. And we also spoke about how to create a sustainable brand. This episode is really, really insightful if you're someone who's looking into either being a brand consultant or create branding for other clients or people or brands or to just up your own branding like this episode is for you and I hope you guys keep on listening hey everyone what's up and welcome back to behind the girl boss so we have another guest um do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself who you are what you do of course hello everyone and for everyone who is listening my name is Dana and I'm the creative director and founder of the Perutic studio where we basically help passionate and bold female founders build out of the ordinary brands through our signature framework. I'm originally from Slovakia, but I'm currently living in Bali and I have been here for the past two years and 
seven months actually which is completely crazy because this was supposed like a two-month thing (laughs) when I came here with my boyfriend Um, however I'm not really new to living abroad as I've been uh, living abroad for the past nine years now actually awesome that's so cool before we kind of dive in to know a little bit more about you and your studio um i like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and get to know little fun facts about you so the first one is what's your go-to coffee order cappuccino oat milk oat milk cappuccino right milk. like literally (laughs) once i had oat milk i was like i can't have any other like milk in my coffee anymore like it's over <laughs> no way it's just oatmeal yeah 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 um okay the next one is you kind of already done this before so it'd be fun to know where your next location would be potentially but if you could pick up and move anywhere where would it be probably hmm, this is difficult because i'm in bali already so it's yeah. like oh, where else do you want to live uh, but I always wanted to live in Australia or maybe New Zealand. So okay. any of those two countries. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> um, and the last one is, what's one movie you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of? Depends on the season. So it's either it's either Harry Potter or Sex in the City. <laughs> okay, very two different things. <laughs> but yeah, they're both really good. Yeah. So it's either either one or the second one. So depends on the season. I'm, I'm telling you, depends on the season. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I split the podcast into sections. So first, we're going to start off by talking about you and um, college. We're going to move on to Deeply Rooted Studio. Then we have like a little mix of things and then end off with some Instagram questions. Something I like to ask all my guests is about college because I feel like nowadays um, it's so like, normalized to not go to college because you don't need college for everything especially entrepreneurship so did you go to college and if you did um what did you study and if you didn't why did you decide not to go so I actually went to college and I studied fashion design business and technology in Denmark as I always always wanted to study fashion so that Mm -hmm. that was like my one pick study fashion Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was all (laughs) now that you like you have a career and everything do you ever wish you went to school for something else other than fashion or do are you like content with everything no I absolutely loved it Um, and I think it's also schools in Europe Mm -hmm. especially in Denmark are very different than I think what you are used to in the U.S. and Canada yeah I'm I'm pretty sure Um, as we had a very practical lesson so it's more like an academy so for let's say for our exams we always partnered up with real brands coming up with real solutions so imagine you working for a brand and coming up with I don't know let's say like a capsule collection for an actual brand Uh, we also went to Milan we visited a lot of luxury brands uh, because we had an assignment there so yeah I absolutely loved it nothing yeah very different Um, also (laughs) yeah very different also schools in I don't know if in all European countries probably not if you go to like a private college but in Denmark it's for free it's free to study in Denmark so very good very very good compared to the U.S. especially so when did you know the entrepreneurship lifestyle um, was for you and what kind of led you to that lifestyle rather than the traditional nine to five so I kind of always wanted to work for myself um, even when I didn't know what exactly that would mean Um, Mm -hmm. as I wanted to be a fashion designer so I really wanted to have my own brand since I can remember and nine to five never appeared to me so whenever I worked in nine to five I knew it's just temporary Mm -hmm. 
Um, I like freedom, meaning I like space and peace. So I like to manage my own time. Yeah. I like to choose what I want to do, you know, based on my mm-hmm. mood. So I always kind of, you know, I, I work in nine to five. I worked in a hospitality for a long time where I was uh, like managing different restaurants. Uh, then I worked in London as a assistant manager as well. But yeah, okay. it was never for me. Uh, then after I went to school, I did a couple of internships both in London and in Denmark for different brands but as I said always temporary mm-hmm. for me so I was always looking for like the next yeah the next, next thing, thing. <laughs> yeah so kind of transitioning into that when did you decide to start Deeply Rooted Studio and what led you to that certain kind of entrepreneurship career path long story so long story short <laughs> basically I started Deeply Rooted Studio back in 2020 I think it was mid-July however it wasn't Deeply Rooted Studio back then um, I started a page called Diana Studio and I launched an online course on how to launch online programs plus branding um, as I already had couple of uh, years experience, two year experience of being in the online space, because previously I was managing um, like a back end of a personal brand of my boyfriend's brand in Slovakia, because we were teaching other people how to build their e-commerce brands um, and stuff like that. So we had over three 100 students there okay, that's good yeah over 300 students so as I said we were selling courses and one-on-one like mentorship teaching others how to set up their e-commerce stores and run Facebook ads but because we have decided to shut it down as it was no longer in our vision and what we like wanted to create uh, after we moved to Bali then I started to poke around okay so what else could I create mm-hmm. like, just my own by myself I tried different brands like I tried launching e-commerce stores as well but once I launched Diana Studio when the first program of course flopped the only module that I really enjoyed like recording and everything was actually the branding like mm-hmm. a module how to create your brand how to pick the fonts uh, so it kind of transitioned into me selling $20 Canva templates at the yeah. beginning and like um, fixing other people's like Google Docs into PDFs. So the creative part, just the creative part. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so at the moment right now, what kind of services do you offer? So we are currently offering a variety of services, of course, but we recently launched a new partnership service, sort of a retainer for six plus figure business donors called Brand and Creative Director Partnership. Uh, it's a mix- mixture creative services and consultancy Um, and then we of course offer brand design website design different launch packages for those who are relaunching their signature programs and need a new direction awesome so something that I think is difficult for a lot of people that are just starting out their business including myself when I started my own was um the prices how did you kind of come up with the prices and know what you should be charging because I feel like people don't know what they should be charging and sometimes they've very much undercharge themselves so how did you kind of price that so at the beginning so two years ago of course I started with very low prices and I slowly increased based on the overall trust in myself and my Mm -hmm. abilities to support others of course competitor research industry standards and at the end of the day my prices always reflect the value and time I was putting into creating and 
you know, coming up with these projects, mm-hmm. my past experiences and knowledge, as they are not just getting any design, right? Uh, I spent years learning this skill and watching the industry. So all of my clients are getting basically my brain yeah. <laughs> um, and space where they can bounce of their ideas and get custom plans, strategies, consultancy. But at the beginning, you know, I feel like everyone really wants to jump into this charging 10K because yeah. it's kind of it's like new normal or whatever. And I'm not saying that you can't charge those prices, but make sure that you are actually delivering something that's mm-hmm. worth 10K, right? Because when you are starting out, it's not just, let's say, brand strategy, right? It's not just that brand strategy. You do need to go through a couple of clients to kind of see the client experience, uh, what they actually need, what does the industry need. So those are all those things that go into coming up with your prices. So what I would really do is start where you feel comfortable, Mm-hmm. And then slowly increase based on your own, you know, like abilities to deliver. Yeah, no, 100% agree. And right now, um, how many, is it just you that works there? Or do you have like um, employees as well? So I recently hired someone to manage my social media, so like a full social media management, uh, CMO. And this week, I actually hired a new junior designer. So I'm super excited about that because... It's been crazy a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. No, I <laughs> can a lot of clients, a lot of projects. Yeah. So that's good though. Super excited. <laughs> um, and how do you run your business? Is it all from home or do you have like a separate workspace? How do you navigate that? So because we don't really have like our own place and we kind of move around a lot, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. I can, coffee place, someone else's office. Um, currently I'm sitting at Uh, so we've been living at this villa for about one and a half years previously Um, and they have an office and because we became good friends with like owners we can still use the office space which I'm really grateful for because uh, working from coffee places isn't always ideal when you need Mm -hmm. to concentrate and when you need to get done basically so yeah Yeah, (laughs) it can be challenging sometimes yeah no 100% (laughs) Um, and how do you go about getting and finding clients, um, especially when you first started out? How did you kind of get your first, I would say, like five clients? So first five clients, I definitely hustled in Facebook mm-hmm. groups. <laughs> yeah, those are the best places. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Especially for like very low ticket offers because I was mm-hmm. selling. Uh, so I created this kind of a template package for online entrepreneurs with like social media graphics, webinar templates, sales page templates anything like that so that's how I actually got first clients and then it kind of picked up after I started to share more about like branding packages and from the very beginning I put a lot of emphasis on building strong relationships so quantity over quality over quantity and that's what helped me actually build a strong network of people who trust me and refer their best clients leads back to me back to Deep Purity Studio um, as Deep Purity Studio has definitely a strong brand presence which helps anyone who lands on our page make a decision to either work with us or not that's why branding is so important from mm-hmm. the very beginning if you know that this is what you want to do 
you know, I always get this question when you should invest into a brand branding, like a professional uh, branding. Yeah. And it depends, right? So if you are someone who is still just like exploring or mm. I don't know, maybe I want to do this, maybe not, I'm not 100% sure, then wait a bit and make sure that, you know, you get to know your ideal client and what you actually want to do. But if this is, let's say you want to start an agency or uh, done for you services, especially service providers, I feel like branding, it's it's an essential part of everything. Yeah. It's the foundation. Yeah, no, I agree. And how do you go about invoicing your clients and tracking all that? Because I feel like that's something no one really talks about either. Um, so how do you do that? So I use Stripe for all of my invoices. And okay. then I have created like a sheet in Notion where I track all of the expenses or, you know, when the invoice needs to be sent, uh, if someone has paid or if it's like, you know, it's not paid uh, and other upcoming payments as well. Okay, cool. And something that I want to know is what's one thing you wish you knew before you started Deeply Rooted Studio? Mm-hmm. I guess it would be everything takes time and patience plays a big mm-hmm. role in building a business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, we all want these quick results, which we are sold on, you know, online. Mm-hmm. All we get to see is someone making it, right? Someone is making money somehow. Yeah. You don't even know how. All you see is like the end product. Mm-hmm. So you don't really think about all of those bumps. You don't really think about all of those you know, difficulties that someone went through or the investments that they needed to make yeah. in order to get there. It's like, it's really hard to imagine that someone is struggling when it doesn't look like they're actually struggling, right? Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially on TikTok nowadays, it's like, you see so many videos of like how I made 50k in a month in my first month of like entrepreneurship and I watched those and I just started my business like two months ago and so in my head I'm like oh like what am I doing wrong like how did they get there and I'm not getting there and then I have to realize like I don't actually know first of all I don't know if they're telling the truth like I don't know who they are and second of all like it's probably unrealistic and I don't know how they're making that money either so I love that because yeah like it's not easy and it takes time and it takes motivation effort and all those things exactly exactly and also remember so let's say someone is starting their business right Mm -hmm. at the same time that you have started your business but most likely their starting point is different maybe they Mm -hmm. have a 10 years experience in a corporate environment right maybe they have a network already so it is different than let's say someone going off college and then you said to yourself okay I'm going to start a business so you do need to learn a lot of things as you go whereas someone who has been there 10 years even if it's a corporate job it doesn't mm-hmm. I think it doesn't really matter it's different for them the starting yeah. point is different they go through a lot as well they have a lot of hardships but it's still different the starting point is different yeah no I agree and on the so on your deeply rooted Instagram account how do you kind of go about creating all your graphics and how do you like plan out your feed? I know you just said you got a social media manager, but before that, how did you kind of curate it and plan it out? So all of my graphics are still custom made. So I make all of the graphics, even though I have like a social media manager, just because I can't. You like a certain just, way. Yeah. I'm not ready, I'm not ready to mm-hmm. give up my graphics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes sense. 
problems. <laughs> so before I had her, I was planning out based on the overall goals, like monthly goals and what packages needed to be sold. So let's say if I wanted to sell more of branding packages, I made sure to showcase branding projects and then obviously all of like authority pieces and how to work with me. So it's more of a on a monthly basis, which we still do on a monthly basis, mm -hmm. but we also have like a larger scale now where we can see, okay, so let's say in December, probably this is what I want to launch. So right now we just need to make sure that the strategy aligns with that. But mm -hmm. all of the graphics are still custom-made by me. <laughs> yeah. And probably will be for some time, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. So I went on your website. First of all, I love it. It's very, like, easy to navigate and all those things. And like you said, the branding of it is very nice. So on your website, you offer templates. And you kind of spoke about this a bit before. But um, how do you kind of create them? And how do you choose which templates to offer? Okay, so I always kind of offer some kind of templates, as I said, like whether mm -hmm. that be social media graphics, webinar presentations yeah. or promotional graphics. Uh, but last year, I also incorporated sales funnel kit templates because my audience is constantly launching something or mm -hmm. relaunching, but not everyone has the budget to invest in custom packages. So yeah. that's why I thought this would be like the best move for my audience as well, because you always need to make sure that it's your audience who wants those templates so just make sure you have that research or like marketing research ask mm -hmm. around call your audience uh, because a lot of times we think they want this but at the end of the day they might want something else yeah so the first template i actually launched was the notion sales page template plus course world which i actually didn't think it's going to work that well but um actually right now i think Almost 80 people purchased okay. since December That's good. without me really like promoting it a mm -hmm. lot. Right now, I'm not really promoting it anymore. I was only promoting it like in December when it uh, initially launched. Yeah. Uh, so then I followed with Kaltra Sales Funnel Kit and Show It Kit uh, as these are the most used platforms um, amongst my uh, audience and clients as well. So I could actually see what my clients are using and some of my clients purchased my templates as well because it's easy for them to use yeah so that's how I actually created the templates awesome um so what does it mean to you to be a young female entrepreneur because I feel like mo like the business space is a very male dominated space so how does it feel to be like a young female entrepreneur in this space I love that I get to create something I truly enjoy mm -hmm. and still crazy for me to see this industry especially because again I come from Europe and I feel like it's very like the market it's very different there like I always get asked how I was able to work with like US-based clients and I don't know that's something I never actually thought of from the very beginning I was just yeah. marketing to someone and then <laughs> I only work with US-based clients, Canada, and sometimes uh, clients from Australia. But I still feel like nowadays, actually, there are so many female entrepreneurs, like mm -hmm. so many groups, support groups, which you couldn't really see like before. Even like hey, three years ago, I think yeah. it was the pandemic that made this huge boom, you know, and everyone mm -hmm. just jumped 
in. Uh, a lot of women jumped in and created their own businesses, started new brands or like e-commerce brands, services. Yeah. Um, so I really love that, that now we actually have that choice of creating something we are passionate about and that you kind of can set this example for the generations that come after you yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. So what exactly does a creative director do? So creative director is someone who can manage the brand's direction from both creative and strategic part. Mm-hmm. Someone who looks at the whole at the whole picture and truly understands the mission, vision, ideal client, consumer behavior, and buyer's psychology and translates like all of this into yeah. a visual aspect. So someone who understands marketing plans and can connect the dots between the like the creative world and what people need and want to see, plus how to differentiate the brand. Okay. And is it difficult to do these like a whole branding and whole marketing for like remotely? How do you kind of work with the like the brand that you're working with? Is it like mostly Zoom calls or that type of stuff? So how it actually works is it's a whole process itself, but it starts with a thorough questionnaire. We also have like a Zoom call, which is like a brand strategy call where we kind of already know what we want. So I do the research before we jump on a call because I do need to make sure that we are both on the same page when we are having a call. And then I manage all of my clients through Notion portal. So they get their own portal where we track the progress, we upload any deliverables, ask questions, any notes. And then they also get one-on-one access to me via Slack. Okay. So that's where we... Uh, sometimes on a daily basis depends on um, depends on the project okay awesome um so what is the difference between a long-term and short-term brand direction well there is actually one and that's a long term okay (laughs) so let's say short term I feel like if you say short term that could be if your branding was done without the brand strategy okay which means it doesn't really have foundations so Mm -hmm probably you can use it for a couple of months because you will be going back and forth. So that's what really happens if you don't have that foundation set in place is you can't pick which fonts, which colors to use because you don't have that foundation, the brand strategy that holds everything together and helps you understand why you are using those colors, why you are using those fonts, um, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Um, and why do you, well, like in your personal point of view, why do you think most brands um, or businesses struggle with building a sustainable brand? So this might be closely tied with not investing into the right kind of help. They don't have foundations to build off of, which is the brand strategy, um, as yeah. I said before. And then I think they lack direction and long-term planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it might, it's, you know, it's really easy to come nowadays, to come online and start, start a business, right? Because all you have to do is create your Instagram page and then basically start marketing. However, you're not, you don't really know what to do. And the first thing that you do is you hire a business coach, which there is nothing wrong with that. I've had multiple business coaches and mentors from the very beginning that really helped me stay on the right path or like to discover the right kind of path but they are guides they are not there to support your business from the inside out they are not there to create the brand strategy for you definitely not 
um, to help you with your ideal client. That's something that only a brand strategist can do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of people start to struggle because they start to follow their business coaches advices too much, which is still just an advice and just a guidance and doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, no, I agree. So you speak about this, like not in this podcast, but you spoke about this before. So do you think you need to be air quotation sexy in order to be white glove? And how do you think women should, or anyone basically should present themselves in the business world? Because I feel like it's always like suits and nice dressed and everything. And like, that's, not the reality and I think it doesn't have to be so what's your opinion on that so I personally am definitely not your corporate style girl and Mm -hmm. I never was because I'm too creative for this yeah Yeah, (laughs) a lot of people yeah a lot of people jumped on this corporate suit trend and there is nothing wrong with this if you Mm -hmm. if this is if this is truly you um, this might be suitable for someone who comes from that corporate space because they that's their life basically so they can take it online because that's what they're used to and it it suits them as well Uh, however if you jump on this trend it's not you you will find out at some point that you don't want to be showing up so you stop showing up and I had multiple clients struggling with this um, they were afraid to show their faces, their house, because all of a sudden nothing, nothing like fits within this direction that you have created for yourself online. Yeah. It's really difficult for you to then reflect that in your business, because what it means is that your image will show someone whether they want to work with you and what your values are. Meaning yeah. that let's say I want a book. I want to book a copywriter and I know my vibe, it's it's not corporate. So I would be looking for someone who has a different style, right? Yeah. But let's say I am a corporate kind of business and I want someone like that. I would jump on a call with someone who has this kind of um, brand direction going on. So it's very sleek, chic, editorial, uh, very corporate, right? The thing is that I am thinking that she is this person when in reality, she's someone else. So this might um, create this disconnection mm-hmm. in values and in what I as the consumer is looking for as well. Because usually these are like nowadays, it's all personal brands, I would even say, yeah. even if you have an agency, it's kind of a personal brand because you are the face. Yeah. So that's why you kind of need to reflect who you truly are. I agree. And also with that, like you can tell when someone's being authentic and when they're not being authentic, Um, you can fake it till you make it, I guess, if you want to. But at the end of the day, like if you're the person that's presenting yourself in a way that you're not actually, it gets tiring and you're going to end up burning out over just that fact, I think. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true because it will be stuck in your head all the time. Like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? How am I to be showing up, you know, on Mm -hmm. social media? else but your clients as well yeah no for sure so what's some advice you would give to someone who's having issues creating a community aspect around their brand so building a community aspect takes time it definitely takes time I still personally prefer one-on-one containers where I can Mm -hmm. sort of build relationships in a more closed kind of way but as far as the community aspect goes it's all about relationships Mm -hmm. which means you need to time and space to develop uh, the trust and during this process it's the brand (laughs) what comes in and makes all the difference because it helps your audience again understand your values Mm -hmm. immediately yeah 
hundred percent. Um, and my last question that I have for you today comes from Instagram. Um, and they would like to know what is your favorite project your company has worked on so far? This is an interesting question. <laughs> and there's so many good ones. It's like, you know, each new project I feel like always is my like the favorite one because yeah. it's new. Uh, but a couple of really big ones were a contract template shop that we built on Shopify because we completely like transformed the whole brand. It was also a kind of really huge project with like mm-hmm. 20 pages oh. website and all mockups templates. So it was a huge mm-hmm. project and direction to create. And also recently working with a marketing and PR agency on up-leveling everything that exists within their brand uh, <laughs> as a, a creative and brand director. Mm-hmm. And also one of my clients is launching a very cool movement in a couple of weeks that okay. I'm really obsessed about. Plus in-person event recently. So as I said, there are so many projects many, that yeah. should be. But it's better that way that you're liking everything you're doing than only having some that you like. So good answer. Um, well, that's all I had for you today. So thank you so much again for coming on. Do you want to shout out any of your socials, um, your website where people can find you? Thank you so much for having me. This You have such amazing questions. I'm always like <laughs> up to the questions that anyone has. But if you would like to connect with me, you can do so through Instagram, which is deeplyrooted.studio or the website deeplyrootedstudio.com. Super simple. Perfect. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. And don't forget to leave a review. It really, really, really would help the algorithm would help the podcast all those fun things don't forget to follow diana on all her social medias and don't forget to follow me too if you want to support me you can follow me either at behind the curveballs or at it's amanda one you can also check me out on youtube it's amanda one i post lifestyle entrepreneurship and pop culture content on there but yeah i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far we have such exciting guests coming up and i hope you guys stick around so yeah thank you guys for listening and i'll talk to you guys next time bye guys